I want to start by reading out of Mark's gospel, the 16th chapter. And this is very, very, very uh, much read at this time of year. And so if you have your Bible at home or a smart device, I want you to follow along with me, okay? It's very important today. Verse 1 says, Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. And as I read this story and God laid this on my heart a few months ago, as I told you, God let me in on something that it means more to me this morning than even back then because now a lot has happened since God first laid this on my heart. And that was the fact that the Lord wanted to shine a different light. At least he commissioned me to this morning on the whole resurrection account and how much victory is in the grave and, and what it means. And so he wanted me to, to look at a lot of feet everywhere all over the world who walk a life every day that people cannot imagine and we can't quite understand. And I read this and God laid it on my heart about that young man. That young man, you know, all throughout the Bible, the Lord always uses young people. And if you are a student anywhere, I want you to know Today could be your resurrection moment where God could use you in a mighty way. Without anything bad, God, you could just make a decision today and God could use you. And when I read this about the young man, and I know if you read the four Gospels, the whole account there is the same. And the message, how it was given about Jesus no longer being there, kind of varies a little bit. Not in dispute, but just very different interpretations. Uh, somewhat, but but God began when he talked to me about live on location, he laid it on my heart about just what if, and that's what I want to ask you this morning for just a, a couple of minutes. I think about all the people who have lost people. I think about these folks in our neighboring county who have just a young, young, young child, 13 years old, among all of the turmoil going on, now have to plan a few, not from coronavirus, but life. And, and we all have, we have answers for everything, but then we've got some questions that 
we haven't even gotten an answer from God for. And so that today on this Easter Sunday morning, God wants me to just share some encouragement with you about another light of Easter that, that you can take comfort in. So what I want to do, I want to go back to that time. And I want to just ask you, what if the young man in this story, what if this young man belonged to this mother who had to experience burying him a few years ago because the Bible calls him a young man. He doesn't refer to him in this account as an angel. just says a young man. And so what if this young man belonged to a mother who was by herself and she has been trying since his death to figure out why. She's a God-fearing woman. She serves God. She even followed Messiah when he was alive. And every day she just wakes up to an empty bedroom or maybe just trying to figure out, God, what, how am I going to make it tomorrow? What is going to happen today? Lord, I just can't get through. And so the best she can do is confide, confide in her friends and those that are close to her. And she's always asking for prayer. What if this mother just cannot even really get a grip on life itself because the horror of death and what it's done to her and how it's devastated her? And so I can see this, this mother being consoled by her friends and then her friends doing all they can to console her but then they tell her listen we we know we're praying we're bearing this every day we think about you but we've got this spices that we've we've gotten together and we've got to go anoint the body of messiah just just listen stay here and we're going to go anoint messiah and we're going to come back and we're going to we're going to continue to support you. And I can see this mother even having to deal with separation not only for her, her, her son, but from her friends now. And once again, she's alone. And maybe the questions go in her mind, God, why? I don't understand, Lord. Why is this going on? God, why did, why did this have to happen to me? I, I've done everything. I've followed the law. I've, I've walked in your ways. And I've done what you've asked me to do. And, and now I'm, I'm alone. I'm widowed and I'm alone and I don't know what to do. And I can imagine a lot of people trying to fight through life every day, maybe feeling the same way this mother feels. I don't know what to do. But what if this mother has not been told everything? And, and, and what if when her friends left to go anoint Messiah, what if, folks, what if when they got there, they find, like the scripture says, an empty tomb. And when they walk into the empty tomb, they, they see a young man there. And the young man is telling them what the word has told us. He's not here. He's risen. Why seek ye the living among the dead? But even while they're moved beyond amazement with what this this person is telling them and that their Messiah is actually alive, they're equally taken away because this young man resembles, in fact, they're almost sure that this young man is the young man, the son of the lady who lost her child 
in death. He was just a young man that they just left from consoling. What if? What's going on? And all they can do, he, the young man tells him to, to hurry and go tell his disciples and Peter that he is alive. He's not. What if while they are running, they're giving the news like they were told. They get back to their friend. They get back to the mother of this young man. And they tell her, oh, Messiah is alive, Messiah is alive. But oh, oh, I think we can help you because the young man that gave us the message, there was a young man there, and the young man that gave us the message, he is your son, the young man that told us Messiah is alive. What if Messiah had to die and rise again, and the only person God saw fit to give this wonderful announcement to was your son to let him to give the news to these ladies and the whole world for the rest of time. What if, I can tell you folks, I can tell you, although that loss was great, and she will still never ever wake up and not remember this, I want to let you know this morning on this Easter, that there is so many people that wake up every day of your life and you just don't know why. You did it right. You did all of it right. You didn't not one time intentionally disobey God that you knew of. But still, death came your way. Or divorce came your way. Or bankruptcy came your way. Or being falsely accused came your way. And you feel like... Why, God? Why? I see people that's never given one hour of their time to knowing you or living for you, and yet here they are. Here they are, and life just seems to be patting them on the back and giving them all the blessings in this world, and you don't understand. You cannot, and God just sits there silently. I'm telling you that you haven't seen everything. God hasn't revealed all the mysteries, but there is coming a day. When every knee will bow, every tongue will confess he's at Lord, and everything will come to pass. I believe with all my heart to his children, to his family, his church, to let you know, because we will understand it better by and by. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy does come in the morning. That's been quoted more than one time over the past month, and I want to quote it again and let you know that you may not understand. It may never be revealed to you why God did it, but what, what an honor, what a privilege to know that bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh was actually the one that God saw fit to use to give the greatest news that the world has ever heard and will ever hear. He is not dead, but He's here. He's alive and He's risen. He'll never die. He can't die again. Folks, listen. We don't know what God is doing. He's working, as the song says, the way maker is working even when we can't see Him working. And I know I haven't walked in a lot of your shoes and I cannot identify with a lot of your pain. But I'm telling you, my Savior, my risen Lord, my risen Savior, He's acquainted with our grief. He knows all too well what it means to be without. 
God himself knows what it means not to have his son right by his side. So the Lord knows how you feel this Easter. He knows how coronavirus has walked into your life and you started this business on faith. You stepped out on faith and here you are now. You can't work because of the law and the risk, but you're still left with creditors. you still got a small business loan. God wants me to tell you this Easter Sunday morning that he knows who you are And you don't see the other side of this. You don't know the victory that's going to be resurrected. And God will get glory in a greater way than if your business had never closed. God wants you to be at peace with what's going on. When God laid this story on my heart and the what if, the possibility, because this mother, what if there really was a mother that lost her son? I can't help but think, and I know it's it's Easter, but I can't help but think back to a Christmas story written by Pastor Max Lucado to children. It's called The Crippled Lamb. And it's such a beautiful, it's a great story for children or adults. And I'll be real brief, but I want to tell you the story is just real simple. It just simply says there was a lamb, and I'm paraphrasing a lot. There was a lamb who was crippled from birth, and, and he heard how all the others got to go out and play. He never could. He never could. He stayed right there. And he had to stay around the stable, around, around the barn. And he would always dream of what it would mean to run through the fields or to lead the pack or to jump over little fences. He always dreamed about that, but he could never do it because he was crippled. He couldn't understand why. And then one day, there was a, there was a, a man and a woman that came into the barn where he was. And all the other animals pretty much had to leave. And this woman come in, and there was a trough there. And you know where I'm going, but the, the woman had a baby, and they couldn't find anything else. They wrapped him in, in clothes, but they couldn't find anything else because of the cold weather. And so they called this little lamb to lay to the side and warm baby Jesus. And, and he knew then, warming baby Jesus, he had an elite privilege, you see. His problem was no longer a problem. His problem turned into a privilege. And God wants people to understand the problems of this life may be a privilege beyond your imagination. It may be something, well, this was bad, but it can't compare to the good that God has done and God is doing. You just need to stand still, folks, and see the salvation of the Lord. God is a faithful God. God's not going to let you down. God is going to finish what he started. God's going to do it. God's going to make sure that he gets glory out of every child. Hallelujah. That's called on his name. And God's not limited to what goes on in this life. He's not limited to your handicap, your divorce, your unemployment, being framed in a courtroom, being outdone. God's not going to be limited to that. Don't you be intimidated by that. Oh, God can raise you up. I think of Joseph, one of my favorite stories, how he went through false accusing. He went through a time of jealousy with his own brothers. He went through a time of of great betrayal by his brothers. But God used him to save the world, you see. And all that he went through during his life could not compare with the resurrection victory moment that God would use him for. And on this Easter, God wants you to know that all the pain, all the problems, 
problems, all the persecution cannot compare to the moment of resurrection when God's going to perfect that thing that he started in your life. You too may be in a tomb, and I get it. I get it. I'm not being insensitive. You may be in a tomb. You've waited. You've asked God. You've fasted. You've done it all. But listen to me, God's going to resurrect. He's not going to let death overtake us. And He's promised that in His Word. And I want to pray for you right now. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. I know there's at least one or two, maybe, maybe dozens or hundreds of people, Lord that can identify, it may not look like at all what this story that I tried to paint today, God, but there are many people who have suffered unanswered loss in their life, Lord. It was cut short. And God, and they, they, they were not, Lord, a, a burden or a problem to society. But God, they actually did everything right. They played by the rules. They did what you instructed them to do. And Father, here they are. They're left every day to try to hold their head up, Lord. They have to go through the motions. They have to try, God, to just to fake it until they get back home. Hallelujah. But God, it's a resurrection. It's a moment of victory that's around the corner. And God, we may not get our answer here. God, we may not see the victory here, but you've promised us, Lord, when we take our last breath in this life, oh, God, the victory that awaits us, hallelujah, the joy that awaits us, it's on its way, Lord. It's on its way, and God, I can't help believe, but with times that it's sooner than later, I don't think it's a long time off. Lord, I think it could happen during this virus, this season. And I pray, God, that people would have hope. They would look to you during this Easter. God, they may have tried a million things, but Lord, if they would put you on, if they would eat your flesh and drink your blood, if they would get in a relationship with you, God, you would help them. You would give them peace that passes understanding. Even during dark, dark times, you would do it. So God, I ask you in the name of Jesus, God, would you help people to see that what really looks like is death. It really looks dead. Lord, my life looks dead. God, I pray that in Jesus' name, God, people will see today that you can turn it around and you can make something beautiful. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, people would receive it. And God, all you do, I'm going to give you praise because you are worthy in the holy name of Jesus, amen.